Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everybody. Welcome to Marriage and Martinis. I'm Danielle. It's only me today. Um, but I am so incredibly excited for this episode. It is so meaningful to me because Linda Fruits, who's on the podcast today, has become one of my really good friends, not in real life, but online. And I don't know if any of you out there have like a group online or have met friends online and they just, it feels like such a meaningful relationship, even if you don't ever see each other except for like on a Zoom call or by texting back and forth. But there's a whole group of us who have accounts and who have podcasts and everything, and we really take care of each other. Uh, And Linda's one of those people for me. So when she started going through this journey of coming out to her audience, to her husband, to her family, I was so proud of her bravery. I was so impressed and I was so happy for her. Uh, And I was also so interested in the journey as someone who has been very open also about the fact that while I'm married to a man whom I love very, very much, I never would have thought before that I'm not completely heterosexual, but it's something that over the years I do think about. And so hearing her journey was just really such amazing validation of the fact that we all are sort of ever learning and ever understanding ourselves in a different way as we get older and the world changes and we become more open as humans and more confident. And I think that it's really amazing that she's so willing to tell her story so that other people will feel brave enough to live their truth. And she talks a lot about lesbian TikTok. If you're not on TikTok, um, personally, I love it. I'm obsessed with TikTok. I go down the rabbit hole and it is like hours of constant entertainment. Also a lot of time wasted. But as far as lesbian TikTok goes, there is this movement of women who are figuring out that, wait a minute, maybe I am attracted to women. So... She talks a lot about that, and it's so interesting. So please enjoy this episode. Go follow Linda at Fruits of Motherhood on Instagram. She is phenomenal and so entertaining, and I wish I had just a fraction of the courage that she has to make videos because they're amazing. And please enjoy, and I hope that you will keep an open mind when listening to this. And it was just an awesome conversation, and it felt so refreshing to just put it all out there. So enjoy Linda Fruits. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. 
It's always so funny because obviously you and I are, I consider us friends. Yes. You know, we've, we're in the same boat together. We're part of sort of this network of, I would say, you know, mom, I hate to say accounts, like moms (laughs) who are sharing on social media. Yeah. And so you and I have sort of this close friendship circle that we've made, which has been super awesome. Um, and you've had, I've been following you. How long have you had your account now? Um, it's going to be really close to four years coming up when my son turns four in a couple months. Wow. Yeah. And I, throughout the whole time that I've followed you, you've always been super funny. You've you. always been very vulnerable, really relatable, but I have to say the last, I would say three, four, five months, there has been this sort of confidence and like feeling of just, I don't know, I liberation. And, you know, just, you feel, it feels like you've really found yourself. Thank you. I would say, I mean, what, maybe less than half a year. Yeah. And it started with daycare. I'll say it was a little bit of the the catalyst here. (laughs) You know, I was trying. Yeah. Uh Because I was trying to be the stay at home mom and make that work for us. And after, you know, so many years, it just was not meshing anymore with me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You were just, you were ready. You needed some time. Yeah. Like, and I, I feel like as a stay-at-home mom, especially in today's world, you know, when you agree to be a stay-at-home mom, you quite literally are a stay-at-home mom now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the play dates have changed, all that good stuff. And so I definitely felt like I lost myself and I needed to, to find myself again. Mm-hmm. So when you, your husband's name is Christopher, mm-hmm. how long have you been married? Uh, this will be the sixth year we're together. Um, married. I mean, we married in 2016, but I, I, we were together two years prior to that. So whatever the math is. <laughs> and how old are your kids? Uh, one and a half and three and a half. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what was, what's your story like together up till this point? We, so we met, um, kind of on an even playing field, so to speak, like we were just trying to be best friends. So, our little story is that like my best friend was getting jealous because I kept calling Christopher, my best friend. And then like, after so many months of like literally hanging out every single day as best friends, we like admitted that we liked each other. And my uh, female best friend was happy that he leveled up and like, didn't take her title anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And so we have always had this really great communication um, level of like understanding that, you know, when you go to date someone, you try so hard to be someone you're not sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you you're on your best behavior and that can lead to some problems later on in the relationship when you really get to learn who someone is. And so like, I always think that this kind of this start for us has really helped us through the most recent transition is because we genuinely have a friendship that we fall back on no matter what, when times are tough or when we disagree on things or, you know, for example, my most recent uh, message of coming out, like we're going, we're reverting back to what we once were minus the romantic part of it. (laughs) 
Was there a time in the relationship where there was like a lot of physical passion? Was there a time when you felt like, you know, a lot of, especially that honeymoon phase, right? That Mm -hmm. everybody talks about when you you can't get enough of each other and you're constantly having sex and, or being physical or you miss each other. Like, was there that? I mean, like when you first start dating, and I don't know if it's just like the culture where we are growing up in, like in South Florida, where like alcohol is like really prevalent and common and you go out all the time. Like that's just the culture down here. So like, I do attribute a lot of our beginning of our relationship, kind of physical intimacy to like this, you know, we would be drinking a lot and having fun and going out. Like it just kind of like went with it, you know? And when that went away, the intimacy kind of did too. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's been with a lot of women, like he, he'll proudly say that. And like, you know, he said that he could feel a little something was off, but we both kept giving it excuses like, Oh, it's the kids. Oh, it's because I'm a stay at home mom. And I need like my own identity. It's because, um, I'm touched out. It's because I'm tired. You know, like you just give yourself all of these excuses as moms as to, and him too. Like he was right there with me Googling like, Oh, it's because you're still breastfeeding. That's why. And once that's over, we'll get back on track. Right. And it just never really seemed that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And so I guess a few weeks ago, you put a post up on Instagram. You have hundreds of thousands of followers. So this was really like, I mean, that is super brave. You put a post up basically saying I'm, I've, you know, I'm, I'm want to live my truth. And my truth is that I'm a lesbian Mm -hmm. and that I, I can only imagine what it felt like to push sends on that post. I was terrified. I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, and I know the reaction I think was overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Like I was not like, I didn't know what to expect. I knew that obviously this kind of community that we've built, like was going to be supportive of me. And of course some people aren't because it just comes with a lot of other baggage, but the response within like two minutes, I had like uh, 200 comments. Like I was bawling. I was not even expecting the response to be that quick. Like, you know, it takes some time for posts to gain some traction. And I was just beside myself with the kind of messages and comments, the, the positivity, it was overflowing. And not to mention, which is why I did it, is other moms who are questioning themselves as well. And like, feel guilt because they're a mom now. And do they just live the rest of their life with this, not speaking their truth or can they too be honest with themselves, be honest with their families and admit something that they've not wanted to say out loud before, you know? Right. Right. And I, I was, first of all, I was so impressed with you that you did that. And I was so happy for you. And of course you are going to change so many lives for people because you are opening up a conversation that I know a lot of people feel and want to have. And so I think it was incredible that you were courageous enough to do it. And also I think that there right now, especially with TikTok and everything, there is sort of this overwhelming population of especially women who are later in life saying, 
I am a lesbian and I want, or I'm bi or I'm pan and I want to live my truth. Um, I know, uh, you know, I have other friends who I I know from podcasting and everything who have very recently done the same thing and they want, some of them are having open marriages or some of them are, you know, are separating from their spouse or, but I do think that there is this right now, this sort of window that's opened that's allowing people to finally feel like they can say, oh my God, finally. Yeah. What do you attribute that to? So like I grew up, grew up, I worked in nightclubs. Like I'm very used to the LGBTQ community. Like I've always been super supportive. Like I have like really close friends of mine who, you know, like, like to me, it's just part of life. Like I've always been there supporting it, you know, and never once questioned myself, like, (laughs) why? It was in front of my face. But here's the thing, you know, like being a lesbian kind of doesn't have the same, like, approval, like in our generation as like, I want to say like gay men have, like they have shows, they have all of this stuff. And it's kind of like just recently, have they really opened up like, the lesbian community to kind of like make it more okay and more normalized. And even just talking to like some friends, they're like, I totally see that. Like you don't really notice it until you put words to it. Mm -hmm. Like, and so I think, you know, TikTok really um, starts showing you things that you are, you're interacting with it by just watching. Right. And like, you don't even realize it. Your bias is down. Your, your wall is down. You know, you're watching these videos with no motive, but just watching and you don't want to laugh or, you know, Mm -hmm. have inspiration for a TikTok of your own. (laughs) And, uh, that's just kind of how it happened for me. Like I started TikTok started showing me these like masculine women. And I was like, oh my gosh, like at first I was like, okay, she's hot. It's cool. Keep scrolling. Like weeks later, my whole FYP is like these masculine women. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? I'm getting butterflies in my stomach. Like that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. So TikTok really like did have a, a part of it. Oh, for sure. I don't even no, think I ever I, to this conclusion if it would have taken longer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think 25% of my for you page is lesbian TikTok too. <laughs> so I, I, it is true though, because there is when you when you scroll through and there are these videos, there's especially that trend now with that song, like Mama said that it was OK. Mama said yeah. it was quite all right. And they show uh-huh. Glenn Doyle and Abby Wambach. Or, so there there is sort of this whole idea now of, no, we we need to do this now. We need to say now. And I, I always you know, I've, I always say probably that I, I love. Adam so much. I love being married to him. He's my person, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I think certainly on the spectrum, I wouldn't call myself completely heterosexual. I Mm -hmm. feel more like when I was growing up, I never realized that I could explore those other facets of myself. Yeah. Like you have an option, right? Like it just was never. I say thing as you, I always felt completely fine with everybody else. But again, mm-hmm. never for myself. And, you know, it's it's something I maybe haven't explored to the same degree because I, you know, I, I do feel like I'm fulfilled with Adam, but right. I also feel like if 
we were to someday separate or something, God forbid, was to happen, mm-hmm. that I would keep my options open and, right. you know, and explore those other sides of myself. And, and I think my parents were progressive people when I was mm-hmm. growing up. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't think that they, I don't think they actively kept me. Like they never said to me, like, you can't date girls or you right. can't be bi or you can't. It just, they also didn't say, get out there, explore, go look. Right. Yeah. Like oh, stop yeah. dating only men. Try, try. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and I, I do like the way we grew up in the movies, like we weren't really surrounded by the visualization of like normalizing it. Right. Like kids these days grow up with all of these shows and movies that don't necessarily depict a princess falling in love with a prince over and over again. Right. Like that story, that narrative isn't just like in the backbone of their upbringing. <laughs> Like, I just thought that I was doing the thing. I'm going to find a prince. We're going to buy a house and we're going to have kids and I'm going to be fulfilled. Right. Adam and I know as much as anybody else that back to school gets into the madness of schedules, the stress, constant busyness. It's so important, though, to remember to put date nights on the calendar, even if it means just sitting in their living room, spending some time together. We have to just keep reconnecting and not let that get away from us. Our date night questions ebook makes any night together more meaningful, fun, and intimate. With 12 topics, there's something no matter what mood you're in. Thousands of couples are hooked on the date night questions and the feedback has been incredible. So go ahead to marriageandmartinis.com slash DNQ to check out what everybody is talking about. And put in promo code MNM podcast for our biggest discount anywhere, 20% off. That's MNM podcast for 20% off. I promise you, you will have a date night like you've never had before. It makes it so much more interesting, so much more fun, intimate, and you are going to love it. But it also feels like a little bit on your Instagram, which I love with this one realization of who you are, you're also getting a little bit more into the, like, you know what? I also don't want to fucking clean all day just because I'm a woman <laughs> and I don't want to No, seriously though. Like, no, I know. I know. You know like, I feel like all you've definitely gotten to this place where you're like, you know what? I am not going to be put into this box and, and just, you know, do things because it's the normal way to do it. And that's what's yeah. expected. Yeah. And like see that. Go ahead. Uh, because like we were born with the, a uterus or we played the wife role. Like we're expected to also clean and cook and do all of these things. I'm like, wait a second. Like, okay. If you love it by all means, like that's amazing. Go for it. But like, I pretty much hate it. <laughs> hate it. Yeah, And like, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. Same. Like the cooking with kids is so stressful. Like on top of me not already wanting to cook and then clean the whole kitchen. I'm like, where did I sign up for this? Like, just because I got married doesn't mean I'm going to be a housekeeper. Like I work, this is not like the, you know, fifties, like I'm going to fulfill myself in other ways. And just like acknowledging that you need that. That's, that's a big piece of the puzzle. Like I thought being a stay at home mom and like cleaning my house every day was going to like make me happy. And Spoiler alert, it did not. <laughs> I had that same thing. I was like, I want all I wanted was to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Meanwhile, I don't know why I did not think to myself that being a stay-at-home mom also meant taking care of all the things. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I was sort of like, I I wasn't, I knew someone else wasn't gonna do it. Exactly. I don't know the what same. I thought. 
Yeah. Same. I was totally blindsided by this, like all of a sudden having to cook like all these meals and clean up all the time. I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> I don't have a second to myself. Right. You know, it's hard. And listen, and working moms have, we all, it's just, it's, yeah, it's all hard. If you're doing, I get it. If you don't. Yeah. Um, so when you, when you first realized, first of all, I'd love to know, like the moment when you sort of just said to yourself, holy shit, this is something that I have to really dig yeah. into. And what so did that feel like? We, like I said, those, those TikToks, I, they just kept coming because I wasn't necessarily liking or commenting, but I was watching the whole thing. Oh, and the algorithm watched, knows, baby. The algorithm oh, yeah. knows. It figured it out real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, my friends would send me videos of these like hot men. And I'm like, I never come across those videos. That's so weird. <laughs> like, why are you getting firefighter TikTok and I am getting hot lesbian TikTok? Like what, what's going on? Right. <laughs> and so, um, again, like a couple weeks, I, I actually text my best friend and I'm like, I'd send her a video. I'm like, she's hot, right? Like, it's not just me. Like this girl is just really hot and I can move on. And she's like, yeah, she's hot. I'm like, okay, great. And then like more of my type because TikTok knew my type before I did would show up and I'd send it to my friends. I'm like, she's hot, right? Like what's happening to me? (laughs) Like, do I need to, do I need to like figure this out? Am I, something's happening. And like, like I have to say like growing up, all my friends had these like crushes on the boy band, um, men, like insane and Backstreet Boys. Right. And like, I had to pick one that I had a crush on. And, but like everyone was doing this naturally and I was like, well, okay, I'll just pick one to like, I guess that's what they're doing. (laughs) Right. And like, same thing growing up in school, like a boy would like me and then I would just like them back. Cause like, isn't that how crushes work? At least this was in my mind. And for the first time I had a crush on someone I had never met before on TikTok and it was, it was a lesbian or, you know, she likes girls. And so I was like, wow, even if she was straight, I can't stop thinking about this one person. And I was like, that's what a crush is, right? Like that was my aha moment. I was like, I can't stop thinking about it. I need to tell my husband. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like that was my, my moment. And, um, I was obviously super nervous to tell him. And at the time I was identifying as bisexual, like within me because of my history, I've always been with men. And um, so it just made sense to me like, oh, I like women too. And um, when I told him- Have you ever had an experience before this with a woman? Like making out, you know, very casual, nothing. um, I, I didn't hate it. You know, not everyone can say that, that they enjoyed it, right? Um, and, but I just, again, I just never thought that maybe that's something I should have figured out. Like I was always dating men. I was always pursued by men. Um, and so when I told my husband that I think I'm bisexual, he's like, okay, that makes sense. Like, (laughs) Mike, all right, cool. He's like, I don't want you to go your whole life without experiencing this. And I was like, well, that's really big of you. That scares me. I just wanted to tell you so we can make jokes about like these TikToks I'm watching. Right. I don't want to be hiding my phone, watching TikTok and all these hot girls come up. You know, I wanted to be open. And I think that the fact 
that I was so open and like, we're going through this together is kind of also why he's really supportive and understanding because we're in this together. Like all the thoughts, all the up and downs, like we're on the same roller coaster. You know, he's not experiencing it after me, so to speak. And um, then obviously the realization that I had to come to was that every single one of my relationships ended the same way. Like once the newness wore off, so did my interest in having sex. And it was like, I was forcing myself to do it. And my husband sees that he feels that like, he's not, he's aware of like what's happening in the bedroom. Like I'm like forcing myself to try to have sex and I, it's just not working anymore. You know, this is the longest relationship I have ever been with, with a man. And I think the reason why we didn't call it quits sooner is because we have the kids and it's not just like calling it quits to like break up, but to realize that it's not the, um, the exhaustion or other things coming into play, like the excuses we were giving ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when she told him, I can imagine that was like kind of emotional. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't expecting to sob. Like I thought I was just going to tell him and it'd be like a funny joke, you know, between us, like moving on. But I was like crying. I didn't realize how much I needed to tell him. It was like, a moment for me. I was like, I wasn't expecting this. Like, why am I crying so much? <laughs> and when did you go from that to actually, I think I'm a lesbian. I think I need to go and like live my truth. I um, realized that every single relationship of mine ends the same way, like the same thing every single time. And I've dated really nice, wonderful men. Like it's not like I date, like my husband is a wonderful human being. Like there is no reason for me not to be like physically attracted to him. He splits all the household chores. Like he does, he's wonderful. Um, and so we, I actually was like messaging someone on my Instagram, like talking to other women who had been through the same thing. And he saw the messages. And of course that, killed him. Cause I was like really being honest with how I felt with, her, uh, with a complete stranger pretty much. And, um, you know, he called me and it wasn't about like, he wasn't like reading my messages behind my back. Like he's always had access to my fruits of motherhood Instagram for business purposes. And so when he saw those, he called me and he's like, well, so do you think you're really a lesbian? I'm like, I must be like, how many times like oh, in my life have I been forcing myself to have sex with men when I'm not in, I'm not enjoying it. You're supposed to enjoy sex. You're supposed to like want it. Uh, and the, there's something missing and he knows, like I said, he can feel it too. Right. And so that conversation, he was like, well, what do you want to do now? I'm like, I don't hate you. You know, I love you. I, I love you just as much as the day we got married. Like nothing has changed with our relationship. It's just that we're identifying that our intimate intimacy issues are probably a little more complicated than we originally thought. Like it's not because I'm tired every single day. Like my kids sleep, like why I'm not tired, too tired to have sex. And so uh, we decided that we were going to live still in our house together and co-parent our kids together because we don't fight you know, we, we really have this best friendship kind of 
solid ground to go off of. And, um, you know, when he, when I said I was bisexual, he said that like, he didn't want me to not experience that. So he was open to me even trying to have a romantic relationship with a woman. So this jealousy card that a lot of people are, you know, they ask me like, what is that going to look like? I'm like, well, I want him to be happy too. You know, I don't want him to live the rest of his life without having sex. I know sex is not the most important thing, but like the pressure to also for on me to want to have sex is, is too much for me for the rest of my life. Right. Like it's not going anywhere like in the current situation. And so, um, we decided that we would just continue on as, as life partners and best friends. And, you know, he can, he can date and he already helped me set up my Tinder. So (laughs) (laughs) he really does. He's, I mean, it sounds like that, that you are truly blessed in the partner that you have in the fact that he is being so wonderfully supportive. Obviously that is not probably usually the case. And, and so, you know, I do think that he, as much as like, it's, it's an incredible situation. I think there are probably so many women out there who are like, oh my God, it's not going to be like that for me at all. Um, which obviously makes it even more complicated to come out and coming out even with a a lot of support is really difficult. My daughter, who's a lesbian, she's um, 16. And she said one thing that she said to my husband and I, which I had never even thought of before, because she said, you know, I hate coming out. And the first thing I thought to myself is, but we're so, we were so, we're so supportive. Like, you know, you're, we're so, she's like, no, you don't understand. She's like, because I have to come out again and again and again. She's like, it's exhausting. Yeah. And, And, you know, so, it's, it really is like mentally draining, um, and emotionally. So I, I would imagine that even when you're going through everything and you're, you're happy because you're finally like, Oh, thank goodness. I'm, I finally said it and I'm finally living mm-hmm. it. But there's also, I think this underlying un, uh, like unidentified by the world around you, mental and emotional exhaustion that goes with it all. Yeah, because you're right. Every new person you meet, it's like you have to tell them. Yeah. In in a weird way that. Especially when you've been married and you have kids. Yeah, because if you hear it, I have kids, they're like, oh, heterosexual relationship, like for sure. Right. Like. (laughs) Right. Or they know that you've been married and now, you know, oh, but she's married to a man. Oh, no, she just sort of, you know, had the awakening. And it's, it's exhausting, not saying it, but it's the, it's the response that you may or may not get from someone. You just never know if that's going to be the straw that all of a sudden ruins a friendship. And I think that's the exhausting part is like being yourself. Not everyone is okay with that. And you never know what the other person is going to be like when you tell them that kind of news. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
So how's your family been and everything? How have your family and friends been? Uh, over, let's say like 99% wonderful. Um, there has been like two people in our lives that just can't quite get it. And it could be a little generational, you know, into play there. And um, again, like, I think when someone is not okay with it, you know, I don't want to say that it's like selfish of them to be upset with us for our choices, but I'm going to say it's a little, it's a little selfish of them. Mm -hmm. Of course. With our, our choices for our life. Right. Like, right. Something that affects them 0%. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. So do you want to come over and have sex with my husband every single night? Because <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> like, let me know if you're going to fill in the box for me. That's oh my God. Cool. Can you please meme that? You need to meme that. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, it is all so, so brave. How, what, how, what's the plan? I'm sure this is such a, sh- I, I don't even want to ask this question, but at the same time, I know that people are probably interested. Uh, how, what about the, like, what is the plan with, with the, the, with the transition and the kids, like, obviously I'm sure, you know, they're three, you said three and one, yeah, yeah. so they're not like, you know, there's they don't been even no- notice. Like my husband has moved his bedroom to the other side of the house. And, um, selfishly, I have wanted this for so long, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and like, it's really nice to have my own bed all to myself, but the kids don't even like my oldest, he's almost four. He hasn't even asked, like, why is he sleeping over here? Right. And I, you know, I just made kind of a joke because my toddler still wants to come in my room. I'm like, well, see, Papa's really big and he sleeps in his own room. <laughs> so is you there know. a plan to like, I mean, not that there needs to be, but is that something that you guys talk about, about how you're going to talk to them about the fact that you guys live together, but you know, mommy dates women and dad dates other, other women. And <laughs> you know, have you, it's, Look, I think it's fantastic. And I think it is that like what you are doing is going to ultimately be so good for them because I, I think that for our generation, even and I think I'm a little older than you, but I think even for our generation, like same thing, as much as I think a lot of parents never said to their kids, you can't. And a lot of parents probably did. A yeah, lot yeah. of parents said you can't. There wasn't a lot of, I think, talk of. I want you to live your life in the way that is comfortable for you. I think the word is always, I want you to be happy. Well, what does that mean? It means I want you to have a, you know, a family, probably a heteronormative nuclear family with, you know, a a, a partner of the opposite sex and 2.5 kids and a dog, you know, and, and I want you to be successful and I want you, but it's, there's, there's this part of, I want you to live comfortably in your skin Mm -hmm. that I think a lot of times as, as parents and as, you know, people raising younger humans, we don't really take the time to stop and say, not only do I want you to be happy, whatever that means, I want you to be you. Yeah. You know? And, and Mm -hmm. I think now with you, with you and your husband doing what is best for you. And I'm sure along your journey, correct me if I'm wrong, if things need to change and the living situation doesn't yeah, end yeah. up working forever or, you know, you'll reevaluate. Exactly. But your kids are going to know like, oh, you know, I can do what is not necessarily quote unquote normal, but because exactly. it works for me. 
Yeah. And that was like the biggest thing, um, noticing with, especially all these other moms too, being super supportive. I'm like, well, well, damn, like our kids really have a fighting chance of being just them because, you know, we are the ones who allow them to be themselves in a weird way. Like we give them the acceptance, we give them the, the words, you know, and for my kids to come from a family, that's not quote unquote normal. They're going to be accepting of others who also have gay parents or live in a different, you know, family structure. Not everyone has a mom and a dad and 2.5 kids and a dog, right? Like, and that's okay. (laughs) That's more than okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the message that this really sends to my kids is like, it's never too late for you to figure yourself out. You are allowed to change at any given moment. And who you love will not change my love for them. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think more of us like need to just be outwardly saying that to our kids, not wait for them to come out to say it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the coming out, like you said, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Like it's something I do in private. Like, why do I have to tell you that? But we have to still say that. Right. No, uh, I know straight people. I mean, the privilege of not having to come out, it's like, it's taken completely for granted for sure. Like no one's judging them for who they want to be intimate with. Right. Like that's an intimate choice. That's a, you know, it's, it's really strange, but anyway, so yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, having this conversation, I know there's a lot of books. I'm about to buy all the books (laughs) for this kind of stuff, all the family books, you know, I think I will like have this talk with my kids when they're probably a little bit older Maybe if they start questioning me a little bit more, um, because as of now, like with the books, I think they'll probably have their own definition and understanding, you know, since, but because the fact that my toddler hasn't asked me why <laughs> dad is not sleeping in the bed with me anymore. I thought that would be the first conversation, uh-huh. <laughs> but we bought ourselves a little bit of time. <laughs> right. And kids are, you know, they, I mean, I hate that to, it's such a, a, a cliche, but kids are really adaptable and yeah. sometimes we don't give them the credit they deserve for that. And you know that, yeah. Um, I've also wanted to ask you for other people, for women, maybe who aren't on TikTok getting, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> getting deeply <laughs> immersed in lesbian TikTok, which is a phenomenal place to spend your time, by the way, yeah, for sure. um, <laughs> or, or who are, and, and who are feeling like you did, Um, you know, and are scared shitless Mm -hmm. to make that actual, you know, to push send on the post or to make that phone call or to have that conversation. What, what would you say to them? So I really have had so many moms come to me and more than I expected, to be honest, but I was hoping, you know, like I really was hoping that I wasn't the only one and that this is going to be normal. Right. I'm normalizing another part of being a woman. Not, and this it has to do with motherhood, right? I have kids, so it's motherhood. Of course. <laughs> um, the thing is that the way other people react to your news, it's almost not your responsibility. And like, I think by being truly as who you are, the love that you have for yourself will outweigh anyone else's opinions of who you should have been or should be. 
And obviously not everyone is going to be, I'll say my husband went through like the sadness instead of like anger. I know anger can be part of like the grief process of like a relationship that you once thought you knew. And I'm more than happy to talk to anyone. So just message me <laughs> on Instagram and I'll tell you even more of what you, what you want to know. But at the end of the day, like this isn't going to go away, um, your feelings, you know, and if it's something that you can't stop thinking about and you need to talk about it, then maybe you should talk about it, right? Just open the door and then the time is going to pass anyways. Usually it takes people time to get over these kinds of big news and life changes. The time is going to pass anyways. So, you know, if it, if it makes for a couple rocky weeks, maybe it's worth it. So you can just be who you are. Mm -hmm. Change is hard, right? It's, it's hard in so many ways, emotionally, mentally, physically, like even I, over the last couple of weeks, like I've gone through these like extreme periods of like exhaustion from being so vulnerable and talking and really opening up myself. And it's, it's not, not worth it. You know? Yeah. You have like we get one work. shot at it, you know, we get one yeah. shot at it and don't you want it to be the best experience possible? Yeah. Like if, if you need more, that's okay. And you should fight for it. Oh, I love that. We, yeah. We should be happy, right? Like our kids want us to be happy. Yeah. They, they don't want to hear that you stayed in a marriage for 50 years and you were never happy. Like, what does that, what example does it show them? Like longevity and being married and all this stuff. Like it's not what makes or breaks a woman. It doesn't define your worth. I, I mean, I wrote something about that. Like a woman doesn't have to be married to be worthy, right? Like things have changed that, that narrative has changed. And I'm not saying like, I'm really happy for people who are married. Obviously I'm somewhat still married, <laughs> <laughs> right? But just like this idea that you can't start over, like that part is not okay. Like you got to go after it. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so happy for you. I mean, well, really, you. and I am so impressed and I love this, you know, this like journey that you're on and I love watching the evolution and the growth of seeing you, you know, just like open up to this new experience and just to how many ways I feel like it's unlocked all of these different sides of you that I think yeah. maybe you were keeping, you know, like pent up. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, I think I just was like not answering my own questions. So that's pretty much like, you know, and I've had time to myself for like the first time ever you know, since my kids are in daycare and this is like pretty much the catalyst of like having time for myself for like the first time in forever, it feels like, yeah. you know, cause we like before kids, I worked just like everybody else the whole week, you know, you hang out with your friends on the weekend, you have no time to sit and question yourself. Like, right. Totally. You're so busy with everything you have to do and then having kids as well. Like what time do I have to question myself? Am I happy? Do I want to do this every day? Like, you know, and then once my kids went to daycare and I'm working from home, there, are, there is time to myself, you know, to write, to think, to be pensive and question my life thus far. And, you know, 
that's when I had like my moment, like, are we all too busy to, to think of ourselves, you know, like it kind of feels that way up until this point for me. <laughs> no, definitely. All right. I have to ask you, have you gone on a date yet? No, I haven't. Okay. But I am, I'm looking. <laughs> okay. So instead of swiping through TikTok, you're swiping through Tinder. So yeah, it takes a lot of time. Like I almost have to like dedicate like, okay, I'm only going to do it for like five minutes today and then five minutes tomorrow because you could literally spend like, I stayed up one night, which this is going to sound super not late to anyone else, but I stayed up till like 930 on on (laughs) Tinder and I'm like, I got to go to bed. My bedtime's like 8, 8.30. Whatever time my toddler goes to bed, I go to bed. That's hilarious. I thought you were going to be like, I was up till the sun came up. Right, right. No, just 9.30. And I was like, oh my God. That's so relatable though. I mean, so damn. I can't stay up. My kids wake me up at 5 a.m. I have to go to bed. No, I hear you. I totally hear you. All right. I want to be updated though um, Mm -hmm. about the dating situation. And I want to, um, I'd like to be able to have some say into, you know, I want to be sent that, is this a hot TikTok person? Okay. I got you. I got you. Please, Because I need to be part of that evaluation process as well. I'm feeling left. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you three right now. (laughs) And I love it. I have like my favorite, like lesbian TikTok couples. Yeah. They're probably the same. Probably, uh, probably the same. Probably yeah. the same. We probably have the same for you page. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just blocking it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like really funny. Um, I just recently also, this is super like random. Um, you may have seen, I started like promoting um, the Empress as well. I think you did too. Yes. Bush. yes. Oh my God. Okay. Your Bush. Everybody needs to go watch, watch your <laughs> video. It is there's like three of them now, but oh my god, the first one was the best one. I'm gonna say you need to win like an Emmy award for it, but go ahead. Okay. So, anyways, I started using this Empress, which previous to now, I'm gonna be very uh graphic with the explanations. Like the Empress is a clitoral vacuum stimulator, like it doesn't go inside. Mm -hmm. And so up until this point, I only knew of like female toys that were like interior, right? That they go inside. And so the Empress like kind of made me realize that I don't really need a man uh-huh. <laughs> flat out. Like I can give myself mind blowing orgasms. Like, yeah. And I think that's really important for women. I literally sent one to every single one of my friends because I'm like, you don't need a man if you don't want one. Okay. That's right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It, right. So I, um, th- it was kind of like this, everything was happening all at once. My kids were going back to daycare. I had free time. I had the Empress. I could please my own self, like in a way that I didn't necessarily need to seek someone else to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything just kind of the stars aligned quite literally. And, um, so that's where also like when it comes to like, I'm fulfilling myself now for like the first time in my life in all categories. And so finding someone that can like add to that, there's not a lot of pressure on them. Like they just have to be themselves, right? Like I'm happy with me and can do it myself. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. I I think that you have this, this whole independence, you know, self-fulfillment thing is it's a whole package deal with you. And I can see it so much. And the, in, in the, you know, the transition and the transformation of your brand, you know, your brand, it's you, but you know, 
but for motherhood. All right. So mm-hmm. tell everybody where they can find you because everyone needs to follow you. So on Instagram, it's fruits of motherhood. And if you want to find my podcast and my shop and all the good stuff, you just go to fruits of motherhood.com. I li- everything's right there for you. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. I want you to come on and update us in a couple months and, um, For sure. you know, because I think it's, it's a really like exciting journey, but also, I mean, it's going to take, it's so exciting that like anything is possible now, right? right. You feel yeah. like that, like the world is your oyster now. Yeah. Quite literally. Like someone actually asked me, she's like, what if it doesn't work out for you? Right. I'm like, that's okay. I can try again. Like I now have this this openness and supportive partner, like that understands that like, yeah, of course it's not black and white. Like we're allowed to make mistakes. That's the thing. Right. That's just why we're here. Well, I feel like you've gotten over the hardest part. I mean, you quite literally have, you know, done what so many other people are so afraid to do. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be scary moments and, un, you know, uncertain moments, but for the most part now, like now you get to just ride the wave. Yeah. You know, for sure. So yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. I am so Thank you. Uh, go follow Linda at Fruits of Motherhood and we can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you so much. Sure. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 